Morning, good evening, good afternoon, whenever you're watching, whenever you're listening. Uh, I'm Billy C. I want to give you my thoughts on the Sergey Kovalev Anthony Yard fight yesterday from Russia. Uh, first and foremost, I want to apologize to my normal viewers and listeners. Uh, we've been having tons and tons of technical issues, uh, specifically with our YouTube uh, connection. Not sure what the hell's going on with their streaming service, but. Uh, uh, it's been affecting us big time. We're sampling uh, uh, something right now uh, that uh, my man uh, Mitch uh, turned me on to. So um, get that off my chest right now. Uh, so a lot of the bells and whistles that you used to see, and we're not going to see today. I just wanted to give you my quick thoughts on the Kovalev uh, yard fight from last night. Uh, first and foremost, in case you missed it, uh, Sergey Kovalev uh, improved uh, to uh, – uh, 34 wins, three losses, one draw with 29 of his Ws uh, coming by knockout when he stopped Anthony Yard uh, in the uh, 11th round. I think it was two minutes and four seconds. It was, it was a terrible broadcast. It was painful uh, to watch and listen to. Uh, ESPN Plus uh, needs a lot of work to do. Uh, this whole Dre stuff. I, I don't even know if Andre Ward likes to be called Dre. But I was kind of sick of listening to all his success when he was doing a broadcast. That's just my opinion. Uh, Timothy Bradley, solid as usual. Uh, Bernardo Osuna. Uh, I just, I'm sorry. There's no love uh, for him, in, in my opinion, as a main broadcaster. I like him in the corners and stuff. Uh, but uh, but the, I don't know about you, but I thought the, the broadcast was extremely painful uh, going over and over and over. Now, it could have been... The Russian side of it, uh, that, uh, you know, uh, the communication, the, the um, you know, uh, I don't know the word I'm looking for, if, if they were all on the same page, uh, which uh, caused them to keep uh, referring back to Andre Ward's, uh, you know, career and, and how great he was, which, um, you know, I, the, the funny thing about Andre Ward is that if he was promoted correctly, maybe he would have been uh, half as famous as he thinks he was. Um, no, uh, I mean, listen, he accomplished uh, more than uh, most, but uh, but still, I, I, I this, I'm just not that crazy about him. That's all. That's my opinion. He did beat Sergey Kovalev not once but twice. Many people feel that uh, the low blows had something to do with it. But uh, back to my thoughts on the Kovalev yard fight. All right, my bottom line opinion is this. Sergey Kovalev looked old. He looked slow. He looked like any of the other light heavyweights out there will kick the crap out of him. That's what he looked like to me. Anthony Yard would have won that fight should he have uh, uh, been in a little better condition. I think, Ant uh, I think Timothy Bradley and Dre uh, made some great points about his training regimen. I have never heard of success coming from no sparring uh, as you're uh, preparing for a fight. I think that that had something to do with it. If anything, it had to do with how his body reacts um, to a fight with another guy, another guy throwing punches at him, uh, you know, in between rounds, that rest period. Um, he did almost stop um, uh, Kovalev in that one round. I believe it was the eighth uh, if, if I'm not, uh, I'm sorry, maybe the ninth round. Uh, no, I'm sorry. It was the eighth round, uh, where he, uh, uh, came on real strong, had Kovalev in all kinds of trouble, um, and couldn't finish him off. Kovalev was there. 
almost looked like Kovalev was ready to quit. I'm not so sure what's left for Sergey Kovalev. Uh, no disc, uh, no you know, uh, no problem, uh, no disrespect for uh, Kovalev, but uh, he clearly ran out of gas. Uh, Yard ran out of gas. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, where do they go from here? Well, I think Anthony Yard uh, has uh, a career ahead of him. I, I think he needs to, um, you know, tighten up. Maybe, maybe train a little differently. Um, I also think that prior to the beginning of the fight, uh, Timothy Braley was making some some points about his level of opposition on his way up to this fight. Remember, he it was his first loss. Uh, he's now uh, uh, eighteen and one, so he's he's had eighteen fights against um, uh, not that great opposition. I strongly believe, and I've been saying this for years. Uh, I strongly believe that a young fighter coming up, if you don't progressively increase their level of opposition, they're never going to get better. And I think last night, Anthony Yard proved that. Um, you know, he, he he was fighting a guy, even a 36-year-old shell of what he used to be, and that's my opinion of Sergey Kovalev. Uh, he still was facing the toughest opponent that he ever faced. You know, so... Uh, I, I really think that um, Kovalev, I don't know what's left for him. I don't know much, which, how much money he made on this fight. But I don't see him giving, uh, for example, a Bivol, uh any kind of a, a challenge. If I'm Sergey Kovalev, I have an opportunity to go out on top, so to speak, right now uh, as a world champion. I think he should consider that. I think that even with Buddy McGirt uh, in his corner, and, and listen, I have always, if you've been listening to the show, I have always, always uh, been a big fan of Buddy McGirt uh, as a trainer and as a fighter. Um, but, uh, but I, you know, th and one of the reasons is he'll stop a fight. And, you know, he definitely uh, was in a position to stop the fight after that eighth round because uh, Kovalev was, was basically almost out on his feet, in my opinion. So uh, hats off to, to Buddy McGirt. I, I think he did a fantastic job. Um, Sergey Kovalev, you know, when he uses his jab, he was effective. It was a stinging jab. Was the jab as powerful as it seemed when Yard went down and out? Or was Yard so exhausted that a solid punch put him down and out? Eh, we'll never know. Um, to me, it was a solid crisp jab. Definitely had some pop behind it. Knocked Yard on his ass and kept him there. And, you know, another thing that confused me, that's a knockout. That wasn't a TKO. Uh, they were referring to it as a TKO, round 11, two minutes and four seconds, TKO. Uh, Louis Pabone stopped the fight. He wasn't getting up. You know, why not just count him out? He wasn't getting up. I mean, that was clearly a knockout. The early rounds were, uh, in my opinion, in Yard's favor. I gave Yard uh, the first and third rounds. Uh, in my opinion, he uh, he did he, he landed more powerful shots. Even though Kovalev seemed to be the the busier fighter, uh, really, I, I I wasn't impressed with with Kovalev. He won the fight. I was more interested in seeing what Anthony Yard was going to do um, because he looked apart and he at times um, was frustrating Kovalev with his movement. Even though his footwork is, as Timothy Bradley said, pretty poor. Um, him trying to copy the Mayweather patented defense of, uh, with his shoulder. Um, you know, I, I wish fighters would develop their own uh, style. 
and stop trying to emulate other people. You know, uh, Floyd Mayweather was successful with his shoulder roll only because he was Floyd Mayweather. Not all fighters can do it. If you don't have the rest of the package, basically you stand flat-footed, and that's what he did. And um, he, he seemingly did not have enough, I'm talking about Yard, did not have enough skill uh, to, uh, to really uh, press the issue uh, for Kovalev. Let Kovalev uh, keep his distance and work the jab. One thing is, is just so clear, it's so obvious that if you work the body against Sergey Kovalev uh, for any length of time, you're going to break him down and win the fight. Personally, Canelo Alvarez, um, Canelo Alvarez beats Kovalev. If they sign that fight, that will be Kovalev's last fight. I think Kovalev should walk away right now. That's my opinion. No, Like I said, no disrespect. He won the fight, uh, but uh, that's what I, I would do. Uh, now, one other thing I wanted to comment on, Anthony Yard uh, reportedly turned down a million-dollar step-aside uh, money to face uh, uh, Kovalev. He was offered a million dollars from Canelo to uh, let Canelo fight Kovalev. He said no. I don't know what he made for this fight, but I hope he made at least two million uh, because, uh, you know, it was a foolish thing. Even Andre Ward and uh, Timothy Bradley said, you know, they would have taken the money. You know, a million bucks uh, to basically not have to fight. Uh, he would have still had a fight, uh, assuming Kovalev, uh, uh, you know, lost the fight. Um, I, you know, if if Canelo beats Kovalev, does Yard still have the fight? Um, maybe not. Maybe so. Maybe uh, that's Kovalev's way of getting back in the mix. I don't know. But as far as the fight last night, Kovalev uh, winning by knockout, 11th round. Uh, I think he was uh, on his way to a decision anyway. Going into that round, I had uh, Kovalev up 96-94. Uh, so, uh, you know, it, it appeared to me that he was going to win the decision. Uh, he was winning round 11. Uh, so uh, if he would have, uh, assuming he doesn't knock out uh, uh, Yard in the 11th round, on my scorecard, he wins that round. And even if Yard won round 12, uh, providing he didn't stop Kovalev, Kovalev would have won that fight on the decision, at least on my scorecards. Uh, the other fight that we got to see on a, on a very painful ESPN Plus broadcast was uh, uh, Macabu, uh, uh, Macabu, uh improving to 26-2 and two with 24 knockouts when he won a majority decision over Alexi Papin. And uh, Alunga Makabu uh, squeaked that one out. If he didn't drop him, uh, in the uh, uh, final round, uh, he might have lost that fight. Uh, I was a little surprised that it was a majority decision. Uh, all of the judges scored it 115-113. Uh, Two had it for uh, Macabu, and uh, one had it for uh, for Papin. And since it was in Russia, um, you know, without that knockdown, I think uh, Papin wins the fight. Uh, Macabu uh, didn't seem to have his foot on the gas for the whole fight. And although he was the more talented fighter, uh, Papin did have his foot on the gas. They both got tired towards the end. And I like the comment from Timothy Bradley saying, uh, or it might have been uh, uh, Bernardo Asuna. I, I don't know. Like I said, it was it was hard for me to watch that fight, um, that broadcast, I should say. The fight was, uh, was exciting. Um, you know, that they both wish it was a 10-round fight because they were both pretty tired. But... Uh, 
Uh, interesting to see what the scorecards would have said. I did like seeing a fight card from Russia, to be honest with you. And those ring card girls, oh, my goodness. Uh, I wish I was in Russia last night, to be honest. But uh, it was cool to see uh, the crowd there supporting Sergey Kovalev. Uh, but uh, like I said, Kovalev's performance, he beat Anthony Yard, uh, stopped them, won the fight in dramatic fashion. Uh, but he should uh, consider how he uh, goes from here. Anyway, uh, I, I just wanted to give you my thoughts real quick. I know we've been uh, uh, struggling here with the show uh, with uh, technical stuff. And uh, as a matter of fact, right now, I, I can't even bring my cohorts on uh, because I'm not in our no we're not using our normal uh, software. So I have no connection to them. Uh, which uh, I apologize to them and you for because our show is not complete uh, with the likes of uh, DaxCon and, and Sal Senecola and Anthony, uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> Alex Papali, I'm thinking Anthony Yard, and of course uh, the beautiful Emily, Emily Harney. Uh, so uh, give a shout out to all of them, and uh, hopefully we'll be back next week for a full show uh, following the Vasily Lomachenko, uh, Luke Campbell uh, fight which I'm uh, looking forward to. I, I enjoyed the, uh, uh, the little uh, backstory of Lomachenko during the killing time uh, for the Kovalev yard fight. The underwater thing, the training, uh, holding his breath for three minutes, uh, pretty impressive. Some other news, uh, Triple G and Devoranchenko uh, will be fighting uh, at, uh, in New York City at Madison Square Garden in October, October 5th. Yeah, it's a tough fight for uh, Triple G. Devoranchenko is no slouch. I know his record might not indicate it, but uh, Triple G has been uh, aging. Uh, and to be honest with you, uh, I have a couple of emails I want to read uh, real quick uh, just to give them uh, the props because we haven't uh, had uh, uh, a chance to, uh, to do this. Uh, my man Chip uh, says... Uh, uh, I, I find it odd that every time Wilder has a real challenge, a drug test has failed. Now, he's referring to uh, Dillian White, uh, who had been uh, named the mandatory challenger uh, after um, after the, the Ortiz rematch for uh, Deontay. Um, uh, Mitch says, uh, I mean, it is the WBC clean boxing program, and the WBC is in bed with Al Heyman, but I won't go there. I mean, first it was Povetkin, then it was Ortiz. Now it's White, who was the mandatory for Wilder for two years and got no step-aside money or forcing, uh, or meaning the WBC, forcing those guys to fight. He says it was exactly like that with Adonna Stevenson for five years. Uh, I'm not saying anything, but I'm just saying. I agree with you, Mitch, uh, for sure. I agree with you. Uh, another email, this one's from... Uh, my man James, he says, hey, Billy C., first off, let me say I miss your show. He says, uh, I'm sorry, he says, first, let me say I miss your daily show. Uh, I know you have uh, the television channel right now, but it's no substitute for current boxing news and uh, editorial from a guy who knows his stuff. Hey, yeah, if you haven't uh, checked out our 24-7 uh, boxing channel on Ginnico USA, check it out. Some really good stuff uh, we have on there, past shows and all of that. Uh, he says, in any case, I'm mainly writing regarding the upcoming Pacquiao-Thurman fight. Uh, this is how long it's been since I read this. He says, my question is, does anyone uh, give a F about this fight? 
Don't get me wrong. I think Keith one time Thurman is an exciting fighter to watch. I simply haven't thought much of Manny since he phoned it in against uh, who you're not allowed to name on your show. He says simply, I can't picture Thurman needing more than five rounds to beat up Senator Pacquiao. Well, James, no disrespect. You were wrong, my man. You were wrong because uh, Manny Pacquiao looked really good in that fight. And Keith Thurman looked like what I thought he's become. Uh, you know, not the same fighter. And uh, I uh, applaud Manny for that. And really, the only fight that I think Manny Pacquiao should should really go for right now is a rematch with Floyd Mayweather. Um, a couple weeks back, a couple, actually a, a month or so, I asked for everyone's thoughts on their top middleweights of all time. And my man, Coach, says, Harry Greb, number one. Stanley Ketchell, number two. Carlos Monzon, number three. Uh, Walker, number four. Robinson, number five. Uh, Serdan, number six. Hagler, number seven. And uh, Tony Zale, number eight. Love this list. Uh, I got to say that uh, uh, Robinson, uh, in my opinion, uh, is number one. Uh, you know, in middleweight and welterweight. Um, another uh, email, this one's from uh, uh, my man Rick. He says, what's up, Billy C? I heard you were hating on the computer rankings today. This, this uh, again, this is back uh, a month or so ago, and, and that's what prompted us to talk about the middleweight rankings. I, I didn't like uh, the way the uh, uh, somebody had put out a, a all-time great uh, middleweight rankings and, and – uh, I I didn't agree with it. Uh, he says, to my understanding, it's all numbers-based, based off wins, title fights, and other criteria like strength of opposition. I think it's a good system. He's talking about the computer rankings. I was upset with how they can have some fighters above others uh, when they didn't fight anyone. I think that the opposition should should play a, a much bigger uh, role. He says, some of the old-timers like Harry Greb and Stanley Ketchell have lower scores because of their incomplete records for all of their opponents. Also, those guys tended to fight the same opponents over and over throughout their careers. Um, you know, but these guys fought 200 fights. Stanley Ketchell died in his 20s. Um, you know, Harry Greb, I mean, come on, you can't compare Harry Greb with anybody from today's uh, era. And they fought each other over and over. Uh, that wasn't a bad thing. These were tough fights. Uh, you know, just because fighters today only fight their opponent once. You know, think about this. The, when you fight the same guy several times, you don't think that fighters uh, actually adapt and learn what they expect from you and, and what's going to come. I mean, it's harder to fight the same guy over and over. You fight a guy once and the guy who lost says, oh, man, if I got another shot, I would have done this differently or that differently or this. You look at these old timers who fought each other six times. I mean... You know, how often do they got to change up their game just to be competitive? I disagree with that thought, Rick. Uh, I, I like that they fought each other multiple times. Uh, he says, Hopkins is a legit top three all-time great middleweight. Listen, Bernard Hopkins is definitely an all-time great middleweight. A of today's era, in the last 20 years, he's clearly a top guy. But Bernard Hopkins was an ordinary fighter compared to the eras that we're talking about. With Harry Greb, I mean, B-Hop. Still would have been competitive, but top three all time. I love B Hop. Well, the second part of B Hop's career, but I don't know if he's top three. You know, I I'll give him a, in a, a, maybe top 10, maybe top 15 middleweights uh, of all time, but top three, eh, I can't. He says, uh, as far as Canelo, 
He has every name on his re resume. Guys like Cotto, Mayweather, Mosley, Triple G, Jacobs, all those guys have high rankings of their own and would and one would have to evaluate Canelo's ranking every time they fought, uh, whether or not they were past their primes. I think it's critical to, to factor in when a fighter fights an opponent. You know, Floyd Mayweather fought a lot of guys when they were past their prime. Canelo's following that. Is that still get the same credit as when you fought guys in their prime? Canelo and Mayweather fought. Canelo was in his prime, but his experience level uh, wasn't there. You got to give Floyd credit for identifying the fact that now was the time to fight Canelo because if he fought him today, he wouldn't stand a chance against Canelo. So Floyd knew that, uh, and Canelo has learned from that. And if you look at the path that Canelo takes right now with his choice of opposition, I think it's pretty clear. Uh, he says, uh, and Billy C, for about 10 or 12 years ago, you had Greg Haugen on your show, and he told a story about how he refused to touch gloves with Hector Camacho because Camacho was a queer. I was wondering if you have that interview in the archives and can play it again sometime. It was the funniest things I ever heard. Uh, I do have, I, listen, I have 15 years worth of uh, uh, interviews uh, we have saved, and I've been promising for years that we're going to put them all together and um, uh, put them on a CD or, or do something, maybe play them all. I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, one other thing I wanted to point uh, point out or, or discuss, Canelo Alvarez was stripped of the IBF uh, title. Um, you know, there's some uh, unrest in Camp Canelo. Him and Oscar De La Hoya apparently aren't seeing eye to eye. The uh, zone is, is having some issues. They invested all that money, and Canelo didn't even fight. We're getting Tyson Fury on that, uh, or I think it's the weekend after. Um, in Vegas, uh, fighting Otto Wallen. Otto Wallen. I'm, I'm in trouble uh, speaking today. Um, you know, so I, it is what it is. You know, boxing is, uh, uh, you know, it appears to be, doing well in terms of availability, but the opposition and the opponents are still um, fighting each other, meaning uh, are still uh, not that great. Uh, I don't like the way fighters built, get built up to a world championship uh, opportunity, and then they're, everyone says they were exposed. They're saying that about Anthony Yard last night. Um, you know, it's not the fighter's fault. The managers and promoters protect them so much because they don't want uh, them to lose. And in a way, it actually hurts the fighter. If the fan would just accept that fighters, it doesn't mean a fighter is bad if they have a loss on their records. Um, I do like the uh, zone and, and, and what they're evolving into. Uh, ESPN Plus better uh, get their uh, broadcast a little tighter. Uh, I'm not so crazy about uh, what I watched last night, like I said, maybe it was the Russian connection. Um, you know, Showtime is is still uh, doing okay, except it's all in bed with the PBC. And the PBC fighters, quite honestly, uh, are exactly what I'm talking about. These guys pound their chest. They say they're the best, and they fought nobody. And when they do, they come up short. So I, I wish everybody would just get along and have, uh, uh, you know, cross-promoted fights. Uh, so uh, we'll see what uh, – uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, uh, anyway, uh, again, I apologize for us not being able to do uh, the show the way we intended. We are experimenting right now with uh, another streaming service, which actually worked pretty well. Um, 
And so uh, I might uh, move towards that uh, in the future. Uh, it is a little uh, more difficult from a production standpoint about bringing uh, the rest of my staff on, uh, but we'll work that out over the next few weeks. I, I like what I'm seeing right now. Uh, so uh, uh, very simple and uh, it worked uh, It worked well. So uh, we did change some lighting in the studio. We, we've done so much here and we haven't had a chance to, to showcase it uh, because we haven't been able to get live. I mean, there's been so many uh, issues and, and, you know, Dax and and uh, Emily and Alex and, and Sal have all been ready, willing, and able. And it's been technical issues. It's been upgrades. It's been changes of equipment. It's been me, you know. So uh, uh, we apologize for that. But listen, you know, I get emails all the time. I get texts. I get phone calls. Where's the show? This and that. Um, listen, I would love to be back on a daily basis. Uh, but, you know, I started getting, and, and I'm being honest, I started getting turned off uh, by some of the fan base. You know, I've been involved in the sport of boxing for over 33 years. Uh, I've done pretty much everything that you can do in this sport except train. Um, and it bothers me to hear some kid, and, and no offense, uh, I, you know, I, I didn't mean just a kid because there are some knowledgeable uh, young fans out there. But, you know, some young fan that watches a couple of fights on TV and then starts making it like, uh, me or Dax or, or Sal, even uh, Emily or Alex, don't know what we're talking about. You know, it, it, listen, boxing is is subjective. Um, it's a lot of it is opinion based and everybody's entitled to their own opinion. But don't dis discredit someone uh, that has the uh, pedigree, so to speak. And it's very disheartening when you hear people say, uh, you know, like the Charlo brothers. Uh, oh, they're great fighters, great fighters. Great fighters? What are you kidding me, man? They're not great fighters. You know, uh, Deontay Wilder, hey, listen, if you've watched any of my shows, you, you guys know I'm not a huge fan of him. I, the man, the person is is not great. Uh, and his skill set is awful, except he's got one thing, a, a hammer. He's got a hammer right hand, and that's why he's where he is today. Everybody knows I'm a big Anthony Joshua fan, uh, but I, I don't know if Anthony Joshua can, honestly, I, and, and all due respect to Anthony Joshua, I don't know if he can handle the power of Deontay Wilder. I really don't. Uh, and he doesn't possess the skill of a Tyson Fury where he can uh, uh, keep uh, Deontay Wilder at bay. When Deontay and Tyson Fury have their rematch, you're going to see Deontay Wilder go in for the kill quickly because he knows he can drop Tyson Fury, and he's not going to get sucked into trying to box him. As far as Anthony uh, Joshua and uh, uh, Ruiz, uh, apparently, uh, despite already having a signed contract, Andy Ruiz was trying to hold out, and from what I hear, uh, Hearns uh, threw him an extra million to having the fight in Saudi Arabia. I'm looking uh, forward to that fight. Uh, I think uh, a lot is on the line for Anthony Joshua. I don't think he should have lost the first one. No disrespect to Ruiz. I like Ruiz. I think he's a, a breath of fresh air in the uh, heavyweight division. But I wouldn't be surprised if you see Ruiz uh, lose the rematch and then fight Wilder before Wilder fights AJ. Uh, I think Wilder may be overlooking Luis Ortiz a little bit, but then again, Luis Ortiz has aged more. He's probably now pushing 60 uh, because, you know, 
Uh, I don't believe the age that they have listed for him, uh, but it is what it is. So we do have some stuff coming up, but don't forget, next week, we are going to be doing a show, whether we have to do it like this or uh, whether we're back to our, our normal production studio. Uh, I don't mean physical studio. I mean uh, our broadcast uh, software. Uh, if that's working, then great. We will uh, be back. If not, we will do something like this. I'll be able to get the guys on the phone, I think. I think I'll be able to. Uh, I'm not sure, but uh, uh, we will uh, uh, see how that works. And uh, we're going to be talking about the Lomachenko-Luke Campbell fight. It'll be coming to us from England. Uh, we'll be on ESPN+. Plus. I think the continuity between uh, the British broadcast and the U.S. ESPN Plus broadcast will be much better. And I do believe we are, are going to see our guys ringside, uh, not in a studio like they were uh, Russia. I just hope they bring those Russian uh, ring cut girls over to England. That would be nice. But, uh, anyway, hey, listen, guys, thanks for joining. And again, we apologize. We're going to be back. If you do want the show back on a daily basis, uh, you got to drop me an email. You got to spread the word. And we got to get some more sponsors to do it. And that's the bottom line. Hey, listen, thanks for joining me, and I'll see you next time. Ciao, baby.